Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. There's an assignment that God has for you. There's something God is calling you to do. He's already equipped you with it. And to the degree that you're going to depend on Him this year, to the degree that you're going to live a life of depending on God for all things, trusting in His goodness, He's going to be giving you, He's going to be working on the inside of you. He's going to give you the desire. He's going to give you the power to fulfill whatever your assignment is. That's awesome, guys. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not sometimes going to be challenging. Remember, we're never talking about, oh, this is going to be a challenge-free life. No, no. But what we're saying is, you know, Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. But then what did he say? Glory to God. He said, but be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. And so, yeah, there's going to be challenges, but in the midst of the challenge, you can be of good cheer because the one glory to God who has overcome the world is at work on the inside of you. The one who has overcome the world is is changing you, transforming you, molding you and shaping you from the inside out. And he is giving you the supernatural power and the supernatural ability to break free from whatever you need to break free from. You're struggling with an addiction? Well, he's going to give you uh, the supernatural power to break free from that addiction. You're struggling with depression? Well, he's going to give you uh, the supernatural power and ability uh, to break free from that, from that depression. You see, you see, but you got to live a life of depending on him. You got to live a life where you're putting your confidence in his goodness. In his goodness. Not in your own performance. Glory to God. Are you tracking with me this morning, guys? Are you tracking with me? Amen. If you, again, if you understand it, say amen. Type amen in the, co- in the, uh, in the comment section. I can see it over there. And um, praise God. Now, now, we want to go into this a little bit further now. When we really think about the goodness of God, when we really think about the goodness of God, and you can turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 28, the goodness of God, you know, people say, well, Alex, if God is good, and I touched on this last night, if God is good, why do we see certain things happening in the world? Well, Alex, if God is good, why was there a pandemic? Uh, why did my business go down? Why, why did I lose my loved one? If God is good, why are we going through all these things? And so what we want to understand when it comes to the goodness of God is this, and this is huge. We want to understand when it comes to the goodness of God, that God is not directly causing all things to happen in this world. I think that's important to understand. I think that's important to understand. Thank you, Lord, because we talk about how God 
ultimately is in control. But what I want you to understand is what this does not mean. God being in control does not mean that God is directly willing or causing all things to happen in this world. You see, I want you to understand very clearly, guys, God is not responsible for the pandemic. God was not responsible for the pandemic. And we looked at this last night. Remember, if you haven't listened to that sermon, go check it out. We, we looked at John 10.10, where we saw that it's the thief, it's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy that Jesus, glory to God, came to give us the abundant life. And so God is not causing the evils in the world. Now, what does it mean that God is in control? Here's what it means. It means that God has perfect foreknowledge of everything that's going to happen in the world. Foreknowledge means, quite simply, I'm going to put this very simply, guys, that simply means that nothing is ever going to catch God off guard. Nothing that happens in the world is a surprise to God. God already knew before the beginning of time, before he made Adam and Eve, he already knew all of the stuff that was ever going to happen. He already knew the mess that you would find yourself in, friend. It's not a surprise to God. And so because God has perfect foreknowledge of everything that's going to happen, well, what this means is that God, while he doesn't cause everything to happen, God is now going to use everything for his own purposes, and he's going to use everything for good in the lives of his children. Look at this in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Verse 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are the called according to His purpose. I want you to know, friend, if you are a believer, you are called according to His purpose. That means everything is working together for your good. Now, now catch me now. Because again, we're now walking this, this fine line between what the world calls, well, Alex, that's just positive thinking. Alex, you're talking about looking at things positively. That's not what I'm saying. You see, this is not positive thinking. This is thinking in alignment with what the Word of God says. And the Word says that God uses everything together for good. Look at this verse in the uh, New Living Translation. Romans 8.28 in the NLT says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. Now, I want you to notice, He causes everything to work together for good. He doesn't cause everything. He causes everything to work together for good. You see, God didn't cause you to lose your business. But if you will let Him, if you will let him, friend, he's going to cause that to work together for your good. Now, this is huge. Glory to God. I, I feel like we're, we're kind of really just scratching the surface on something right here that we're going to get into a lot more. Because it's hard to see that on the surface. You look at some of the stuff that people go through, guys, and, and I look at the world sometimes, and I see what's going on in the world and the tremendous suffering that's going on in the world. And, and then you look at this verse, and God says he's going to, 
He's going to cause it all to work together for good. Well, well how, how can this be? How can this be? And the simple answer, guys, is it's because of his goodness. It's because he's good and because he's God and we are not. And so, and so what I want to encourage you to do at the beginning of 2023, we were saying last night, we were sharing that we believe that we are entering into a season of renewal, a season of restoration, a season of acceleration. And so in this new season, I want to encourage you as you look at all the stuff in your life, maybe over the past few years that has not been working or, you know, the, 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 the challenges you've been through or you're currently going through, when you put your confidence in the goodness of God, what you're doing is now you're trusting that God not only is going to get you out of that situation, but God is going to use it together for good. And I look at my own example in my own life. You know, our ministry got set back quite a bit with the interruption that we've been through, this little extended sabbatical, I guess, if you want to call it that. We've been away for, for quite some time. And so I had to kind of deal with this in my own life and say, well, Lord, you know, you know, what, what, we had a good thing going in, in 2019, and it's like, wow. But then I had to come, come and realize this. Like we told you last night, when God restores something, He's not just going to restore it to the way it was, guys. No, glory to God, He's going to restore it better than it was before. He's going to restore it better than it was before. And so, there's good that came out of it, because I've grown as a, as a result. I've grown as a result of the challenges that I've been through and, and some, you know, some, some detours, if you will, that we've gone through, glory to God, I've grown and I've recognized in a, in a, in a much deeper way my dependence on God, my need for God. And so God can cause everything to work together for good, sometimes simply just because he's causing you, he's enabling you to grow. You know, you've learned some stuff. It's not that God caused the bad to happen, but if you will let him, God is going to use that bad to mature you. He's going to use that bad to cause you to grow. He's going to use that bad to give you a greater degree of wisdom in the future. And so, as we're trusting in the goodness of God, we're not pretending that the bad stuff didn't happen, guys. We're not pretending that there's no issues going on in the world. Catch me. But what we're saying is that if we will submit to God, if we will trust in God rather than our, in, our, in our own human wisdom, I remember the Bible said, you want to you trust in Him, you want to lean on Him, you, know, you want to not trust in your own understanding. And so as you do that, you want to trust that God is, is working. He's working out some stuff right now. Now, I want you to say that out loud. I want you to say, God is working out some stuff right now. <laughs> God's working out some stuff right now in my life. And I want you to now say, He's working it together for good. If you're with someone, turn to them and say it. If not, if you're by yourself, say it to yourself. Say, God is, is, is working all things together for good in my life. You see, if you will let him, God can take the mess 
of your life. God can take the mistakes. You say, well, Alex, you don't know what my past looks like. Friend, I don't need to know. God knows. And if you will let him, well, what God is going to do, he's not going to judge you and condemn you for your past. No, glory to God. If you will let him, what he's going to do is he's going to use your past. He's going to use that mess of your past and he's going to mold it into a masterpiece. He's going to mold it into something that's going to exceed uh, your wildest imaginings, my friend. That is trusting in the goodness of God. And so this is what it ultimately means, guys, that God is, is sovereign. Now, this is a very, sometimes a bit of a controversial thing to say because there's some, some erroneous teachings about the sovereignty of God or there's some misunderstandings and sometimes maybe I wonder, just miscommunications. It's not, you know, it's being misunderstood. Because sometimes people think, well, God being sovereign means God is controlling everything. Well, that's not the case. You see, God is not controlling everything, and yet God is in control. <laughs> I know that's a paradox. It's a paradox, guys. He's not directly causing everything, and yet in the ultimate sense, he is in control because he's going to fulfill his purposes no matter what. You see, nothing that we can ever do is going to, is going to change God from, from fulfilling his purposes. God has declared the end from the beginning and nothing that anybody can ever do. No matter what the forces of darkness try to throw in your way, nothing will stop God from fulfilling his purposes. Now, here's the catch. In order for him to fulfill his purposes in our lives, our participation is required. Our participation is required. And our participation, guys, is not performance or self-effort. No, my participation is, can I trust in the goodness of God? Can I trust in his goodness? And so God being sovereign does not mean that God causes all things to happen in this earth realm. But it does mean that God is using all things together for his purposes and for the good in the lives of those who put their trust in him. And so what's required on our part is that we put our trust, our confidence in the goodness of God. Can I have an amen, guys? Praise God. And um, let's look at some things here in the time we've got left that David said. I want us to look at that real, real fast here. That David said about the goodness of God. And again, I'm going to get into this uh, more. I really feel that there's something here that the Lord is going to want us to look at some more. But for now, let's go to Psalms 27, verses 13 and 14. I'm going to look at that in the ESV and then in the um, Amplified Bible as well. Psalms 37, verses uh, 13 and 14. Because the key is the goodness of God. The key is, I might not understand everything. And God doesn't need us to understand everything. In other words, there's some things that happened. I don't know why they happened. But I don't have to understand why. What I do understand, what I do put my confidence in, is the goodness of God. The goodness of God, guys. And look at what David said. This is what David did. David, in the Old Covenant, he did the same thing. Look what he said here in Psalms 27.13 in the ESV. David said, I believe 
How many believers do I have watching here today, guys? David said, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said he believed that he would see, he would look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, that he would see God's goodness show up in his life, that he would see the deliverance of God showing up in his life, that he would see the glory of God showing up in his life in the land of the living. This is crucial, guys, in the land of the living, because sometimes people say, well, Alex, you know, we're just going to struggle here in the earth, and then when we get to heaven, we're going to see God's goodness. Well, hold on now, friend. Heaven is going to be awesome, but I want you to understand that God wants you to see His goodness right here and right now in this earth. God wants you to see His goodness in the land of the living. Look at verse 14. He said, wait for the Lord. Glory to God. That's what we were talking about last night, right? Wait for the Lord. He says, be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Now remember, what does it mean to wait for the Lord? You waiting for the Lord is you trusting in Him. You depending on Him in every area of your life. You practicing the art of waiting for God is you seeking His will, His counsel, His guidance, His direction in every area of your life before you go off and do stuff on your own. <laughs> Amen. So before you run off and do something, Waiting for the Lord is, we're going to pause and we're going to see, well, Lord, is this what you want me to do? Before you go and do something stupid, you know, <laughs> praise God, you're going to wait. Hold on, Lord, is this what you want me to do? And so what does this indicate, guys? Relationship. Remember what I told you yesterday. I said three things are going to be crucial this year, and that's going to be your focus. Your focus is on God. It's going to be a relationship with Jesus. It's got to be the primary thing. The strength and the empowerment of this Christian life is your personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. And then the third part is trust. The third thing is trust. It's, it's focus, relationship, trust. And that's waiting on God. That's waiting for the Lord. Look at this verse in the Amplified uh, translation. In the Amplified Bible. Hey guys, you know, I just noticed something interesting. I think I'm reading, uh, I, I told you it was the, the other verse. It's not Psalms 37. Uh, it's, it's Psalms, uh, hang on. Excuse me. I'm looking at the wrong verse. I'm sorry guys, it's early in the morning. I, did, I think I did tell you the right scripture. So it is Psalms 27. I just had the wrong verse here in the Amplified. <laughs> Praise God. This is wrong live, guys. Uh, it is Psalms 27, uh, verse 13. Amplified says this. He says, what, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Man, that's huge. He's saying, if I wouldn't have seen the Lord's goodness, if I wouldn't have believed that I would have seen the Lord's goodness in the land of the living, what would have become of me? I wouldn't have made it. You see? You see? I told you this is a very simple message today, guys. It's a very simple message that no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on perhaps in your life, you want to be as David. You want to believe that you're going to see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Verse 14, he says, 
wait and hope for and expect the Lord. He says, be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. There's tremendous power that comes out of that, guys. And when you're putting your trust in God, what this means is, you know, sometimes God will use people to bless you, but you're not looking to people. You're not trying. Here's another thing I've come to find also in my own life is, is you don't, you don't try to figure out how is God going to do this. You see, there's some things where I'm believing God for, don't know how he's going to do it. Now, me believing in his goodness is, Lord, I believe you're good. And because you're good, you've already got it figured out. I don't have to know how God is going to do it. Look at Psalms 107, verses 1 through 3 in the TPT, the Passion Translation. And, um, yeah, let's look at it in the Passion Translation. I want you to see this. And I just want to drill this in today, guys. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. If anything else fails, your trust is in the goodness of God. It's not in your performance. Look what he says. Psalms 107 verse 1 in the TPT. He says, Let everyone give their praise and their thanks to the Lord. I love this. He says, Here's why. Glory to God. He's better than anyone could imagine. You want to know God's attitude and God's nature? towards you, friend, he's better than anybody could imagine. I mean, think of it. Humanity lost in sin. Humanity spiritually separated, cut off from God, worthy of, of judgment. And what does God do? Well, he's so good, guys. He says, no, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to punish you for your sins. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come into the world myself. I'm going to become a perfect man. I'm going to send my son. And then I'm going to be in the world, glory to God. And then I'm going to do for you a glory to God which you couldn't do on your own. I'm going to live the perfect sinless life for you, a glory to God that you couldn't live on your own. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all of your sins in my own body on the cross. I'm going to shed my blood and as a result of what I do for you, all you do is put your trust in me. You put your trust in him. The one who died for you rose again. You're in him. And you now trust in, in, the, in the truth that as a result of what Jesus did, God can legally and justly, righteously deal with you in his unmerited favor. And so that means no matter what's happening in your life, God is good to you. No matter what's happening in your life, no matter the mistakes you make, it's not going to change God's attitude towards you. He's good. He has good plans for you. He has a good purpose for you. He has a future for you. He has a purpose for you. He's better than anybody could imagine. I want you to catch this, guys. No matter how good we think God is, He's actually better than we can imagine. I can't fathom the full magnitude of the goodness of God. 
guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.